Blog Talk Radio. Another day, another chance. Hi everybody, it's Mark Healy. Once again, time for Riding the Wave. I'm your host and the editor-in-chief of the Wave newspaper in Rockaway Beach, New York. Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. And in another series uh, of interviews that we're doing with the candidates for Queensborough President, Councilman Costa Constantinidis is joining us uh, here at the Wave office. Uh, Costa, Mr. Councilman, welcome to the program. Mark, thank you for having me. And Costa is definitely the way to go. Okay. <laughs> okay, Costa. Um, so, this is an interesting special election for Queensborough president. You know, um, a longtime favorite of Rockaway, Melinda Katz, is now the Queens DA. And one of the, one of the first questions I want to ask is something that some of the members of Community Board 14 have asked me to ask all of the candidates and that is there's been a lot of projects that community board 14 has weighed in on over the last couple of years and it seems that uh, the city and even sometimes the Queensboro president uh, doesn't necessarily listen to or put into practice some of the suggestions or recommendations that the community boards have made. Now, Community Board 14 is very civically engaged. They care very much about this community, as you know. So, how is how would you, Costa, as Queensboro president, deal with recommendations and suggestions from community boards? So, I mean, as a legislator for the last uh, six plus years, who has shepherded through. Uh, particular projects in my district. Uh, at the time, uh, you know, I was pre-MAIH. I was the first uh, rezoning in the de Blasio administration uh, where we set the tone. And I took the community board's recommendations as a guidepost, right? Like they were something that we aspired to get to. Um, it wasn't, uh, we didn't get everything they asked, right? I mean, I, I'm going to go home today and I'm going to have a disagreement with my son. I'm going to have a disagreement with my wife. I'm, I'm going to call my mom and she's going to tell me that probably I said something wrong on this interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to think that I'm going to agree with anyone, uh, and even in my own family, all of the time is just not a reasonable expectation. But I think we'll definitely use the community board's recommendations as guideposts and as things that we are going to aspire to um, um, make part of our policy. I think it's important to just to elaborate on that and to follow up on that. As someone who, when I first got here, you know, I was, I was, 
I did not cover news. I did not cover community news. I, I did have some of it in my career, but I had not done it for a long time. So when I came to Rockaway and I went to a community board meeting for the first time, this was right after Sandy. And the Parks Department and, you know, the, the, the community board were fighting about benches. They were fighting about, uh, you know, the quality of the boardwalk and what was going to be put into place and the FEMA allocations and all this other stuff. And so I will say that though Melinda Katz and I have dis disagreed on things over the, over the, over the years, uh, Melinda was someone who was very involved in making sure that the community, that their concerns and recommendations were heard and implemented when dealing with a city agency that mm -hmm. sometimes doesn't always listen and sometimes comes up with their own ideas, which are very cookie cutter and something that, you know, is going to work in Maspeth may not necessarily work in Rockaway. So when I asked that question about working with community boards, I think that our community board is used to getting that kind of, I don't want to say service, but that, that kind of understanding that mm -hmm. you're there for them to kind of fight against the city. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the city does I think, I think that, like at, that. You know, as far as being someone who's going to be a fight for uh, the things the community boards are asking for against uh, some of the city agencies, absolutely. I have a, a track record of doing that, right, in my own community. Uh, making sure that we're funding the priorities of the community board, making sure that we're hearing them when it comes to implementation of things in our neighborhood. Um, but you know, I'm, we're going to work closely together, right? These are going to be, but again, they're going to be guideposts, right? I, I don't right. think that we're always going to agree um, and on everything, right? I, I just can't, I can't promise that we're always going to be in lockstep 100% of the time right. because I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. I think that everyone would be here in Rockaway should feel confident that I'm going to be a fighter for them and the things that they're needing and that we're going to consistently and persistently use the office of the borough president to make government work better for them. That's why I've talked about having satellite offices. I was the first uh, you know, person in this race back in November to bring up the idea of having satellite offices and communities, not just brick and mortar, but using the 60-person staff of the borough president in neighborhoods, being in libraries, being in communities making sure that they're being heard, making sure that when things are happening that we are on it and our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in every neighborhood, not just, you know, what happens in Rockaway and Astoria are, are completely different. And they're two separate communities and we need to make sure that we recognize those differences. I mean, that's the great part about Queens, right? We are the, this beautiful tapestry of neighborhoods. So it's making sure that our staff is there all the time to keep our pulse on every neighborhood and the things that they need. One of the things that Melinda was good at is that she had appointed Dan Brown as the liaison for Rockaway. And, you know, Dan Brown lives here and he understands the issues and he was always able to communicate to Melinda what the situation was. So uh, surrounding yourself with smart, accessible people that make sense in those communities is going to be something that you're going to do right away, yes? I mean, a good leader um, shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. If they are, then they've failed. I'm definitely I mean, I've always prided myself in hiring a diverse staff, a talented staff, a staff that represents different point of views, staff that can um, dig in on the issues, and a staff that can tell me no, right? Because I may have a, a preconceived notion of something, not understanding all of the particulars, and my staff being able to educate me and making sure that I'm on the right track is so very important. So, I mean, day one for me, it's hiring 
good staff is hiring a director of outreach and diversity that's going to lead my outreach unit. Um, that's probably the first hire I'm going to make, if not the uh, you know, deputy borough president for sustainability and resiliency, which I know out here in Rockaway uh, is so very important. I mean, staff hiring is like a number one on top of our list to get done day one, day two. And Rockaway is known for its civics. You know, we have some really, uh, you've met a bunch of them already. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've met the Rockaway Beach Civic. You've, you've <coughs> met the Broad Channel Civic. So you've met a lot of the, uh, so you, you already know uh, just how involved and how much they care about their community. You already know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dan Mundy, I mean, last summer took me out on the boat yep. on, on uh, Jamaica Bay, you know, from Broad Channel. And, and right. you know, I, I, from what I understand, if you're, you're not an elected official that represents all of Queens unless you've been on the boat with Dan Mundy. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that's very true. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I've been all over the borough of Queens, and especially here out here in the Rockaways and Broad Channel, and, and see the unique challenges that are out here, right? The fact that projects are uh, still uh, not complete from Sandy, the fact that Rockaways are still on the front lines of climate change. Uh, the need for us to think about resiliency in the 21st century. Um, you know, those are things that are at the forefront of my mind every day. I think the Queensboro president job is one that sometimes defies um, description. You know, it, because it, it it encompasses so many different things. You know, not only do you have to be someone who was a delegator, not only do you have to be somebody that, um, you know is expected to be a fighter, you know, for the borough. But you're also expected, I think, on a lot, in a lot of ways to be um, kind of a networker, you know, for the business community, specifically the, the small business community, the mom and pops. Rockaway is, you know, um, you know, one of the reasons people love Rockaway is because they can come here and they can set up a business and they can do well, especially in the summer. So as Queensborough president, how would, you, um, how would you find ways to not only bring uh, economic, you know, help to bring economic, uh, uh, economic uh, positives to Queens as a borough, but also taking advantage of, because one of the things that happens a lot here is that we have this beautiful boardwalk and we have this beautiful beach community, yet you go on Beach 116th Street, and outside of the developments being put together by the the the, uh, the the Markel Group, you know, you have a lot of empty storefronts. You have a lot of you know uh, transients walking around. I mean, it might be Kevin Breslin, the filmmaker, son of Jimmy Breslin, once told me that it, it is the worst, sometimes the worst. Uh, you know, when you come out at a certain day, it's the worst beachfront, you know, business corridor in America because of the. Uh, all the different things that are going on. So as Queensboro president, how would you find ways to help small business get the most out of what Queens has to offer? Well, I think we have to have a, a reconfiguring of our priorities, right? I mean, I think we've seen uh, this administration in particular skew towards the large developments, right? Towards the Amazon. You mean the mayoral? Mayoral, yeah. yeah. That, that the you know, skewing towards like the billion dollar corporations um, to great failure, right? Amazon, uh, the plan for Sunnyside Yards, the plan for URLIC, the plan for the BQX. Where is the plan to have EDC actually do their job, right? Economic Development Corporation, that is in their name. They should be out here in the Rockaways working with the business community to shine lights on the great small businesses that make up our borough. 
Small business is the number one employer. Not these big guys who are trying to come in, but the small businesses are the number one employer in the borough of Queens. So when are we going to start spotlighting those great small businesses, providing them with the needs that they, you know, getting them the things that they need, and providing real sort of back backup for them, right? That's what my role as borough president needs to be, is to help reconfigure all of these priorities and to have someone in my office who's talking to small businesses and working with small businesses, but also, you know, this office is, is as you talked about, there's lots of different components to it, right? I'm, I can also, I'm also the county executive, right? In addition to having the budget power, in addition to having the land use power, I'm the county executive for the Borough of Queens. How do we improve transit? Out to the Rockaways, right? How do we make sure that the MTA isn't forgetting this part of our, our, our great borough? How do we make sure, you know, that's why I want to have an MTA board member and a, it's already legislation after I put out the idea last month. Uh, we need to have, that's why we need to have satellite offices. That's why we need to be coordinating more closely with the administration saying, hey guys, can we just stop? Can we take a pause on the big development? Can we just, you know, get into the neighborhood, get into the things that matter, get into, you know, helping business corridors on Rockaway that, you know, everyone knows the song Rock, Rock, Rockaway Beach, right? This is the place to be in the summer. We should be living up to that and not allowing the sort of decay, but we've seen that decay here in the Rockaways, we've seen those type of business decay, you know, throughout you know the borough of Queens, and I think it's refocusing an administration that's lost its way to focus on the big guys and not focus on the folks that are actually employing people in Queens. I think that's incredibly important because, um, you know, the wave is a business. You know, we're a newspaper, and, and you know, one of one of the struggles we've had, you know, from time to time is is uh, just a complete, I mean, the <coughs> Queensborough President's office was always good to us. You know, we, we, we do have success with working with our local electeds. Uh, one, of the, one of the ways that we would like to see a new Queensborough President help us to increase our ability to get the mayor here, you know, uh, even when he doesn't want to come. Uh, mayor Bloomberg, um, Mayor Bloomberg, Mayor Giuliani before him, uh, always came to the Rockaway Parade, you know, the Queens County Parade, always, was always here. Um, you know, Bloomberg would get booed, Giuliani get booed. It's like a sport. It's a professional sport in Rockaway to boo the mayor. And I think that, um, you know, I think that Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, and, um, you know, and Rudolph Giuliani got that and understood it and had maybe even a little bit of a sense of humor about it. But, you know, de Blasio's only been here, I think, twice out of the last uh, six years, and the one time he was half an hour late. So, um, how, ca how can the Queensboro president help create uh, a communication process with the mayor, with his agencies, to treat, you know, places like Rockaway better and be more open in the way they communicate? I mean, look, I, I, I think, number one, as borough president, it's my job to build on relationships, right? And the things that the mayor and I have agreed upon, we've done great work together, whether it's been the Climate Mobilization Act, which was the largest emissions reduction policy in the country, you know, Astoria Cove, where, uh, you know, it was a tough fight, but we got the rezoning done, and I was, the Post called me a greedy progressive, so I got so much from my neighborhood. Um, you know, we've, we've agreed, we've agreed, and we've had a good relationship, and we've disagreed, we've vigorously disagreed, and I've, we've been professional, but, you know, I fight for my neighborhood and I fight for things I believe in. Um, so I think as borough president, we're going to continue that trend. But I've also been very keen about bringing out agency heads, right, making sure that my neighborhood isn't been forgotten. And I think out here in the Rockaways, I would continue that, right? And we're about to go into a new 
mayoralty within a year. Right, a year, year and no, nine months from now, we're going to see a new mayor elected. And it's having those relationships with the people running that I've been in the 13 years in city government that I have, that I can bring. I, you know, I, I, I know these. I know the people that are running. I know how to get things done for my community. I've been able to bring millions of dollars into my own community. Uh, I know how to make things work. I know how government, you know, I, I know what the bathroom is. <laughs> right. So we can get things done. And I think I can do that for the people of the Rockaways and getting that attention, right? But it's also shining a light on the great things that are happening here, sort of uh, finding ways to make it impossible for them not to come. It's important, right? Like there, sure. When you, when you are, when there, when there are ways that there is just no way for them not to come, um, then we win. <laughs> I, I think what, what's frustrating for a lot of people uh, in Rockaway um, is when agencies like the Department of Homeless Services, uh, when they routinely miscommunicate, uh, when they routinely ignore uh, the input of communities, when they, uh, I mean, look, I, I've been lied to I don't know how many times by the Department of Homeless Services, whether the, whether the you know, commissioner was uh, Stephen Banks or whether it was Gilbert Taylor. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter. The, the, the way they operate is almost as if they're a, like a rogue agency where they kind of do whatever they want. For instance, we have a, a, a shelter, a males-only shelter on Beach 101st Street now. The contract hasn't even been signed by Comptroller Stringer, yet there are people inside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the, 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 the fair share report that was Submitted to the district manager for the from 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 um, you know from DHS, we had to beg we had to beg borrow and steal to get a copy of it, and once we did we did uh, do it. Uh, my my digital editor Allison Case did a fantastic job of of finding that they ignored the four thousand students that are in within within walking distance of the shelter, and no accommodation, no mention of how the shelter would deal with security issues and those things were included in this report. So when we look to our elected officials, when we look to, you know, uh, not, that, not that we expect acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee to get involved. I mean, she's not really even, I mean, I, I, we're big fans of Sharon, but, you know, it's hard to do it after the fact, to fight that kind of insurgency. So as Queensborough President, how would you be able, given your city government experience, help the people and you know the people of Rockaway to fight these kinds of things where it's clear that they're not following the proper policy? I mean, I think we all recognize that homelessness is a crisis, right? Yeah. And that we need to make sure, sure that we're housing um, those who need it. Uh, you know, the, the 40% of our homeless population are children. Right, I mean, the face of homelessness. Well, this is a males-only shelter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is not a family yeah, and shelter. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a big difference. Right? Oh, I, I, I understand, and it happened to me in my own district. Uh, we've seen homeless policy failures time and time again, where their you know de facto position has been to put people in hotels, right? And, and that's just been we're not building enough affordable housing, we're not building enough supportive housing. Uh, we're not building uh, enough senior affordable housing. We're just not building enough housing overall. Uh, and and the, sort of the de facto sort of fallback is just to put more and more uh, you know, men, women, and children into into hotels, which has have little access to 
um, uh, resources, right? Little access to transportation, to supportive services, and end up just being complications and, and, and challenges for neighborhoods, right? And I think that needs to change. We need to have a, a sort of new look at how we deal with homelessness in New York City and how we deal with the root causes and how we then deal uh, with how we sort of engage with communities on making this work, right? And I think that's what's been the failure here. There's been lots of failures, lots and lots of failures. Right, but I, I think that um, w one of the things I, so I, I brought up with uh, uh, Nicole Maliotakis when she was running for mayor, uh, I brought it up with you know, James Sanders, state senator. I brought it up with a lot of people that, you know, represent Rockaway. And I've always said, you know, if we have so many vacancies in NYCHA, right, that aren't being used, and we have, we have these, um, you know, low-income housing that's being built here, we have things that are being built here in, in Rockaway that, that people are going to be able to take advantage of. You know, why is it that we, we, why is it that we can't find a way to actually give these give these folks transitional services because we hear about it and the rhetoric is there, but we're not seeing the actionable things that are happening to help these people get out of their situation. You know, nobody wants to stay in a shelter. Nobody wants to stay in a. Uh, people always want to move up. They always want to progress, right? Mm -hmm. So how can the Queensborough president, uh, since I'll be honest, there's been failures at every level of government mm -hmm. in Rockaway. How can the Queensboro president, can you, if you serve, if you win the race, be someone who can help kind of facilitate that? So, I mean, there's a number of you know, sort of statutory uh, roles that the borough president can play in this process, right? It's, it, on the land use side, it's making sure we get real affordable housing, truly affordable housing on, on city property. We can't be giving away to developers anymore where we get back a piece of the pie. And we have to drive hard bargains with these developers that will bring the most amount of affordable housing possible and things that will benefit the community. That's first and foremost on the land use side and leading that conversation, right? And I know that the council members get last licks, as they say in baseball, uh, but we can guide a conversation very early on, whether it's you know, appointing community board members, right, having that sort of symbiotic relationship with the community boards, but also then having uh, the borough president's role. So that's first right off the gate. Um, then it's budget, right? Putting our money where our mouth is into projects that make sense, capital to help build what makes sense, affordable housing or other. And then being the county executive, right, working on all levels of government. We've seen Andy Hevesy's bill um, for you know, subsidies die in Albany for a couple of years now. And you know, that's a bill. We, we lost funding from the state in the early 2010s before Andrew Cuomo took office, right? So I think it's time uh, for those subsidies to come back, you know, th that's, you know, the city can't bear the only burden here. Uh, we need to have uh, support from all levels of government to make this work, and I think our legislators out here in the Rockaways understand that. Uh, but I think we have to make sure when I go up to Albany, when we have, when they have Queens Day, <laughs> uh, right? It's not just about uh, going up there and taking a picture. It has to be, you know, we do lobby day on at city council where the speaker goes up there with a set pe uh, bunch of priorities. That, uh, that there he's advocating for the people of the city of New York. Why are the borough presidents going up there for Queens Day with priorities? Lists of things that they're lobbying legislators on that we know we need here in the borough of Queens to get things done. Those are the kind of policy-driven uh, processes that I'm going to bring to this job. So I think there's lots of different things we can do in a lot of different ways. Well, I think that, you know, uh, and one last thing, I, I, I really think that leadership is the key. I mean, I think that mm -hmm. that's 
what people are looking for. Um, I think that, um, you know, I've brought it up, so I'm not going to hide it from you. I've brought it up that, you know, is it, is it our, our, our elected officials who are being term limited looking for other jobs, do they want to be leaders or do they want to be employed? So I'm going to ask you that, not because I, I think Costa is doing that, well, but, but I, I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that's been brought up to me about, um, you know, are, is, is, is Costa going to be uh, the best leader when he's, or is he just looking for another way to stay employed by the city government? So, I mean, I, I started in this world um, prior as a toy store manager. Right, I put myself through Queens College, at, you know, graduated Queens College at 30 years old, I, I started college late, worked hard, put myself through Cardoza Law School after that, entered city government, um, this is my 14th year, uh, but this isn't something I've done forever. Right, I've done other things, and I took a hard look at what I could do, and looked at the borough presidency and said to myself, where can I make the best impact, where can I you know, serve the borough that's given me so much where I'm raising my family? When I think about what I can do for the people of the Rockaways, that, that, that Deputy Borough President for Sustainability and Resiliency is something that's never been done before. We need to have someone out there who's doing those things. We need to have a Borough President who's thinking about how the budget you know, process can help. I look at uh, Q42 and Q333 out here that, that have solar capacity that we could put in this year's budget uh, to solarize those schools then have a solar one curriculum and then put science labs in those schools so the kids out here are getting renewable energy education, science education, technology education. Those are things that I've done in my district that I want to do for the entire borough of Queens. When I talk about leading on transit, you know, new ideas about having a board member for the MTA board, having satellite offices, something we've never done in Queens before they're doing in Manhattan. I took a hard look at what, how I could serve or if I even wanted to serve. And I looked at the Queensboro president, I think we live down to the expectations. Sometimes we think it's a ceremonial office, um, but it's not. There's a lot of statutory power, whether it's being the county executive on land, you know, on land use, whether it's been on the budget, which is $40 to $70 million a year, 60 employees, $5.5 million in, in operational, and then being the, having the bully pulpit, being a fighter for every part of this borough. I took a hard look at this and said, I hear this is a place where I can lead. This is a place where I can make a difference. This is a place where I can give back to the borough that's given me and my family so much. Uh, and that's why I decided to run for Queensboro president. Well, we certainly look forward to seeing you at the debate, and uh, best of luck in the race. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me today.